Yo, good morning, everybody. How is it going or whenever you're catching this podcast, I guess. I am Levi Brickley, your host with the Veritas 21 podcast. In this last week, I had the amazing opportunity to hop on a episode with the Modern Verse Traditional Talk podcast with Moses Dolo, and we had a phenomenal conversation about manhood. Now, I'll give you guys some disclosures. There are some very harsh topics in here. Um, of course, we keep it professional and uh, try to make our, our points and, and provide our perspectives and effectively communicate them to you. Um, but maybe as a woman, you will take something from this that says, you know, this is what men maybe uh, want out of a relationship or what um, what to look for in a man, because we're talking about this from the Christian perspective and how important it is to have submitted your life to Christ before you get into a relationship. That way God leads the relationship instead of trusting our own ego and perspectives. I hope you guys enjoy this. The other thing I wanted to cover with you before we get into it, my audio is not that good. Uh, unfortunately, I was recording on my computer, but I didn't have enough space on my disc. And so I ended up losing the whole file. So this is all from the recording on our Zoom call. But if you guys would like to watch it, go over and shoot the Modern Verse Traditional Talk podcast. Stay subscribed on YouTube. There will be a link in the bottom of the description to all of Moses's platforms, including his Modern Verse Traditional Talk and his personal Instagram you guys reach out to us. Let us know what you thought about this. Engage with us and enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Tradition versus Modern Talk. This is the first ever interview video I'm doing right now on YouTube. So I've actually reached out to my guy Levi uh, through one of my recent uh, podcasts. Well, one of my recent guests, Samantha, and the show we did in the past with her getting interviewed by my co-host, Danae, from Maryland. So I reached out to Levi because Levi actually picked her up for his show and I like that that he got her because now we have some two great people to talk to from this show. So I already talked to Samantha, now it's Levi's turn because Levi was the guy I did not know about until she brought him up and now she works for him. And that's awesome to see because Levi has some great points about life and also with men in the faith because we need to talk about these things as men of God because I'll be honest with you, dating sucks and I'm single and I'm not trying to sit here and act like it's normal. It's really getting to a point where we have to be honest and have the conversation. It's not a debate, it's a discussion because we're here to talk about tradition versus modern. That's why it's called that because the talk is still the same stuff. We have to understand what are we getting out of this time that we're in that the society's telling us and what are we dealing with today as men that we need to be um, on understanding what self-awareness, what we're seeing because there's a lot of stuff out here being pushed. So without further ado, the myth, the legend, Levi, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's going on, brother? Uh, dude, I'm so excited to be here and talk to you. Um, you know, Thank I started my pod, like I told you, man, I started my podcast journey uh, just over a year ago. This is actually the first time I've been a, a guest on somebody else's podcast. So oh. I am thoroughly oh, excited. I'm blessed. About this. Thank uh, you. I appreciate that <laughs> yeah. being first, man. I'm glad to see this. Hey, it's good to have you on because you're the first guy. In, well, yeah, the first guy in uh, Kansas. You're actually the second person from Kansas I interviewed. So it was a, a lady last. She was an entrepreneur for, um, she did like money, like related accounting stuff. 
But uh, no, man, and that's awesome to have you on, bro. I'm glad that your show is striving, and I'm looking to help you get to where you need to be, and you know, can definitely help me out when you can. I'm just hoping that this conversation can help somebody out there, especially young men and women, because I think biblically speaking, we as men who understand what's going on, we got to speak on it because this is too much to not speak on. It's like, why are we so quiet in the, in the church, especially the church? Well, we should know the truth, right? We believe in Jesus. Why are we speaking on the truth? So, yeah, bro. But what's up? Uh, tell me what's on your mind about what we were just talking about before the recording. We were just talking about the fathership and, and the home play a big part of the women who choose what they're dating. And I mean, honestly, it's just been the same type of conversation every year. Why are women choosing a type of men? Because of their fathers? Because I think that's a big difference. There is a, a connection there, right? Don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it is genuinely because men have been absent in the home. I mean, you can look at some statistics out there by no longer fatherless.org, and it will show you that 71% of high school dropouts are from a fatherless home. 90% of youth suicides are from a fatherless home. 25 million American children are from a fatherless home. And so when you start relating some of these detrimental aspects of society, it really shows that this is for men not being present in the home. And we're called to be leaders within the home. Now, what does that mean? What's the patriarchy like? What, what, it, what does all of that mean in regards to where we're currently at as a society? I think that's uh, the discussion that we're about to get into. Yeah, no, seriously, I'm about to pull up my notes and make sure I got the right questions in mind, because I know we talked about this on the the Google, was it was it Google Sheets or something? We sent the notes back Yeah, Google Drive, Google Drive. Drive, gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to pull them up in a minute. But yeah, no, I think this conversation is well needed, because honestly, man, it's uh, it, it kind of it hits a lot of us men who are trying to be in a relationship for the right reasons. It seems like with today's mindset for our ladies, they're getting told to pursue the things like most of all is money, of course, getting all the careers. And I mean, obviously, you know, being African-American man, I see my ladies chasing career more than family. And I know in your culture, being Caucasian, it's not more so of a higher percentage of women chasing career, but I know there's a percentage of not married. So there's a, there's a difference because we see, we see a percentage of people still not married for a reason. In our culture, I already know we have the lowest foot percentage, and that's, that's a difference for a reason. And not because we're black and white, but it's just because society as a whole is teaching them this independent stuff, which is don't need no man. Yeah, yeah and, and I know, and and also, you know, I I think I think one of the bigger problems within society is that um, we like to build walls. I call it building silos within culture. We we yeah. say. Well, well, Moses is a um, African American male, and Levi is a white male. And although there may be disparities within culture, that um, there are people that that do, um, let's say, uh, you know, are racist or yeah. uh, or or act upon a in a prejudiced way. There absolutely are those people out there. Um, the, the problem, though, is is within the middle ground of like this culture being so polarized to mm -hmm. make a decision one way or the other. But if, if we're talking in regards, I mean, that's just my opinion on it. Um, but if we're talking in regards to uh, what what it's like with within, say, the the African-American culture with dating and and the white um, Caucasian dating, I. I, I I, I think, uh, you know, it really comes down to like music. It comes down to movies. Yeah. You know, 
what 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 may be fashionable, say, for the African-American culture may be different for what's fashionable for the Caucasian culture. And, you know, it's funny when you say that, I've always wondered why are their mindset different from ours? Whereas I've seen in suburbs, they can play that music. They're not shooting each other. But in the culture for ours, it's the environment changes. The music changes them. They're shooting each other, you know, and speaking from a Christian view from both our sides, we both know that um, we have to uh, just decipher the things of this culture that we're not aligned with. Like we're Christians, we have counterculture. So I don't think I want to like for us being single. I don't want, are you married by the way? Sorry. Nope, man. It's naked. Okay. okay. <laughs> just naked. I feel you. <laughs> so being single, we, we, we have to decipher because a lot of people today I've noticed in the dating scene, like we talked on before, um, it's a lot of chameleons out here. I'll be honest. I've, I've, this is a term that's used in different podcast shows. I've heard a lot of chameleons, you know, femininity, wannabe people. And the ladies I'm speaking on the ones who are not Christian, who are not feminine, they're feminists. You know what I'm saying, because there's certain questions I've always thought about why are women acting a certain way? And I've always asked this because it's either something about this from the culture that wants them to be this person to get a man because they don't have one. Or mostly because of the father, like you mentioned earlier, the fathers plays a vital role for their choosing. Because why does a lady to go choose the man who's the thug or the drug dealer? Because they proclaim this masculinity, and that's usually hyper masculinity. To be honest, it's never anything um, Christian in that view for this. And usually Christian exactly. goes for that. Yeah, and you, you should go you, for that. You hit it, dude. It's 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 secular manhood is what it is. Yes, secular and, manhood. And, yeah. And and so we, when you look at the manhood inside the church, I mean, it's we're called to submit to Christ. We're called yes. to give our hearts, our minds, our souls, everything. It's like Paul refers to it as being dead to our flesh. And oftentimes within men these days is, is we like to harbor our ego. We like to live out our pride in every aspect of life, whether that's work, whether that's with family, whether that's, you know, selling drugs, being the best uh, drug dealer on the street, or, or, you know, maybe it's being the best businessman. And all those things are great. Like, like we need great businessmen. Not necessarily being a good drug dealer. That's not good. But know, but, not at all. <laughs> but 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 being a great businessman, that that that's that's great. But a lot of men haven't learned how to take full accountability of their ego and and really like bringing that down a notch and giving their heart to Christ. And I think that's a, a key point. I read a book by uh, Ryan Holiday called Ego is the Enemy. And in that book, yeah. that's where I learned, yo, like the biggest problem with men. The biggest problem with people in general is 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 our egos. We don't want to submit ourselves completely to God because then we're we're giving up a part of ourselves where we don't have control no more. And and thank God for our freedom of will to to choose that. Nobody has to live that type of lifestyle. Yeah. But um, when it comes to people not um <clears throat> Not giving up their ego and submitting themselves to Christ. Yeah, you're going to get these disparities. Women chasing um, drug dealers, um, women chasing men that that are infused with their ego because they pot and not all businessmen are egotistical, but but hypothetically, let's say that that there's a large majority of them that are that women will chase a man 
solely based on success instead of looking looking at the characteristics of his character and his integrity, how he lives out his life. John, that's that was beautiful, bro. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Everything you said is on point, especially with the man. The, it's just culturally, bro. It's it's really on the pawn the church, the church of what building is teaching what they think is right or wrong. Um, if if I can go back, bro. Personally, if I can realize these things early in life, I probably avoid it. So well, not necessarily avoid it. I would have to learn rejection because a lot of men aren't understanding rejection still. They still feel like they should never be rejected. That's when they go to the extreme and start becoming the type of men that they should not have been. They're starting to become the men that they despise to fit in. So either you're going to compromise to be the man that you are not to make them like you, or you're going to be a better man so you can be qualified for what God has planned for you. And that really does tell a lot about our culture. I mean, I'm not going to lie, bro. I talked to other guys outside outside this country. They say we are always looked at as the most narcissists. And I think there's a reason behind it. It makes sense because in America, we kind of pride ourselves to be the best of the best. But the way it's been brewing in this country, man, it's going to get worse as it goes. Just like how the saying is true from what I told you about earlier, Dating in America um, is bad. Like, like, yeah, it's that bad. It's that where, bad. Like, where, what, what's your opinion, Moses? Where, where do you think like that starts for for like uh, the people that are, are narcissistic and not giving up their lives in, in the right way? Well, I would say this: they they have to understand the family from the household first, and mom and dad. You know. Um, having a strong understanding of how to be a man and a woman. But I think in the household today, bro, it's it's not taught as well. It's it's only taught partially in some areas. Like um, like me, um, I'll be honest with you, my parents never taught me about waiting for marriage for sex. Um, thankfully, my lifestyle growing up was not indulging in sex with different women. Um, you know, I had myself in a position where I lost my virginity in marriage. Well, one person I lived, that was only seven months. It's an annulment, didn't last long, only seven months. But learn from that mistake, you know what I'm saying? After giving myself that position, it was a it was a tough thing to go through. And especially when you give something to somebody who wasn't on the same page. Yeah, this person, you know, wasn't who she was. But I moved on from that and healed at three years, been single since, and went on dates here and there. Um, like I said, my parents didn't teach me that stuff, but I waited to get married to have sex. And that was the right way to go. Even though some people didn't get that way first and, you know, I got it and then I lost it because it wasn't something that was for me. It was it was mostly selfish, I think, in the case, because I've been waiting to 25. But I was, if I learned to wait, if I learned that properly from my mom and dad, I would probably never have stepped into that zone and just kept waiting instead of going for somebody to please the moment because I felt like, I don't know how they say like animals. They're in the heat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like, especially, you know, when, when we're going through um, uh, puberty as men, we naturally will um, like have that drive to experiment with it. Right. Whether that's through your, your experimentation of pornography or it's that high school girlfriend that you have where she's going through puberty too and you both are curious and you're both taking actions and and at that time um you know i was raised in a christian home and so like i knew um to wait for sex 
but still in my curiosity, you know, in, in my natural sinfulness, there was a, a drive for me to experience that because here I am, I'm socialized in a school around all of my friends that are doing it too. And they're like, oh man, it felt so good. It felt so good. And so I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to know what that feels like. And, and you know what, that dude's cool because he was able to do that. <laughs> And so it almost becomes like glorified. It's like it's like a badge of honor. And badge so, of honor. yeah. And then and then so sexuality really turns into um, the sexualization into culture. Like like women are 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 only um, you know measuring themselves by by their sexuality. What's their sexual appearance? Because um, us men don't have the uh, self-control to prevent ourselves from going down that road. So we, we end up teaching women that, that this is, this is your value when, when we're sexualizing them all the time, when we right. should be looking at them as a sister in Christ. And when we view them as a sister of Christ, now, now we aren't looking at them sexually. We're looking at them as, as what values do they present themselves beyond their intrinsic value that God gave them? What is their intrinsic value and how do they add value to potentially my future life? How can mm. I make her my wife so that we can raise kids together with the same values, the same character and the same integrity? But 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 when we've sexualized everything, we throw all that out the window. So then we have kids that are lost and we have kids that are wondering you know what 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 the meaning of my life is. But I think mm. uh Moses, even to take it to a little bit of a, a deeper level, and I really like what Jordan Peterson has to say about this. And one thing, um, and I'm, I'm not sure, Moses, if you'll agree with me here or not. It's okay. Shoot, it's, shoot. it's totally, it's it's totally okay either way. Um, but like this perspective of self love, what it teaches yeah. is to have a high self esteem. And if you have a high self-esteem, I'm solely confident in myself. I don't need to rely on anybody else because I learned to love myself. Yeah. And so, so, so then you don't have to submit yourself to anything. Yes. Uh, you know, the, it's like the, the common reference with, with people on the other end and, and within the church is that um, they, they reference the, the verse of Matthew, um, love, love your neighbors as you love yourself. But but yeah. recognize something in context there <clears throat> that we're told to love others before we love ourselves. And and and, and to take that mm -hmm. a step deeper is that loving yourself was implied that we naturally love ourselves. We naturally want to take care of ourselves. It's the same reason why it's so hard for us as humans to humble ourselves to other people. Because we naturally have that that love and, and desire within ourselves to to um, want to, quote unquote, be better. That's where inspiration and motivation comes from. That's where the aspiration to to get to know God maybe comes from. But having the uh, the, the perspective of self-love, all it does is, is it is it it turns into a pursuit of self. And, and no longer a pursuit of Christ. And so then there, I think that there's that, that fall there. And then so because you're only relying on yourself, you're also relying on your imperfections. And then through your imperfections, you're going out and having sex with random people because you're not submitting to anything higher than yourself. You're not submitting to the perfect being. So what do you expect to get out of it? Imperfection, hurt, pain, resentment. You're naturally going to get all of that. Ooh. 
man, you gave me a mouthful to think. You gave me a headful to think about. Um, that was good. <laughs> That's actually pretty legit. Uh, what you're saying, I agree. Especially, you know, when they say self love, it's um, it's really bad. It's really to a point where, how can I put this? I agree with you on everything you're saying. I don't think I disagree anything you said. I agree with everything. Um, our country, I think, I'm not gonna lie, man. We we dropped in so many areas for like marriage, children, family. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say this to be funny. I'm gonna announce it. Just say it here because I might as well. I already told you earlier. I feel like for me as a man, as a Christian brother, you know, in Christ, to you to say this, it's important that men might need to think about this and be honest. Like, we may not be dating American women only because I look at different athletes and different stories of different people from other situations where they dated outside. And I'm not talking about just dating outside because I'm black, I'm dating white or Asian. It doesn't mean that. I mean, dating outside the country because. Even Christian men have to start thinking about this. Like, we are not playing this friend zone stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna be that guy that's your best friend in your friend zone. I'm not doing that. And second <laughs> no. of all, second of all, I'm not gonna be. I already know this is not gonna be anything to me. I'm not doing it. I'm not a stepfather. I'm not gonna be a stepfather. And if you, people want to do that, be be a stepfather. But just that's remember, a hot take, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. Hey, I'm there with you, man. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with saying that because I know some ladies who may see this and be like, why don't you like that? It's a it's a preference. You don't have to like it, but that's what I like. I don't I don't have to like that. But I respect well, them because they're they're mothers, but I'm not I'm not trying to be a stepfather. Exactly. I I respect you in the position that you're in. And and like as as a woman that's a, a single mother, shoot, my mom raised me. She was a single mother. My dad wasn't present in the home. So so I get it. You know, here here's a guy that you may potentially be interested in. And he's saying, yo, I'm totally shut off to that. You're naturally going to be like, mm, that that rubs me the wrong way. But but here's the thing, you know, let, let me take it to a deeper level. And this is this is really the hot take here. And this is this is the part that um, if you want, Moses, you can edit out. But um, here's the thing. Yo, you 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 can't you can't expect a man to be okay with being the father of another uh, of another child that's not his intrinsically right. yes should in in the community absolutely we we should we should mentor these these young boys that, that yeah, maybe we will we should mentor them but we don't have to be fathered by but, but but we don't have to be their father and as no, a mentor i can lead them in the same way Exactly. Uh, and, and so so for for women to get offended by that, um, to me, is is honestly very selfish that that Moses is headed this down out. His path. <laughs> They're not going to like Moses that is headed down his path. I'm headed down my path. We're going we're, we're determined on our purpose in life. And, you know, here's the thing. God works in mysterious ways. If he opens up that door for me where I do end up getting into a relationship with a woman that already has kids and she was maybe potentially just in a bad situation or or whatever happened, and that's where God is calling me, yo, I take that because I live for the Lord. I don't live for myself. So but 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 is is that is that my first option on the table? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um and, and it's funny you say that and I add a little comment on that. I realized with all the ladies I've spoken to, I know I'm not their first choice. And many Christians, especially the ladies, guys know these things. They know we're not your first choice. 
you talk to other guys. So it's nothing new to us to say, if you're not interested, just say it and don't let us be in the ghosting zone. Cause I, I, I mean, because date naps, I don't count that as ghosting. If you haven't started a conversation, you haven't gotten far, there's no ghosting in that. But if you have gotten to know someone and you like them and then now all of a sudden you just thought, oh, this have a better option going over here. And I'm going to go right. to this one. You guys, you, if you guys have hung out together, if you guys yeah. have had deep um, conversations with one another, like at that time, I honestly think it's it's good to expose, you know, this is why I'm not interested in you because we're not headed down the same path together. Exactly. Yeah. That's respectable. 100% respectable. I can respect that. What I can't respect is, is somebody where you've been talking to for three or four weeks. You guys go on two or three dates. And after the third one, you're like, ah, I don't like them. So, so you ghost them. I, that's well, where it gets from. No, no, they say, I don't feel like this is going anywhere. I don't feel like we are connecting. What is that? I don't know what kind of spiritual journey this person is taking, but God is not in that. I don't know. What is that? If I okay. look, I'll be honest with you, is a feeling versus a knowing. If you know somebody is not for you, like let's say for instance, you got the um <laughs> you got like these guys, the um, you know, I, I call these guys uh, I'm gonna say it, the simps. The simps, the ones who are really not gonna stand for your back, they're not gonna stand for your stand hold you back, uh, hold hold you down when it's bad times, like when you're going through a trouble situation. They're mostly exactly. there to, to grab out your feet, right? Those are the guys who call simps in this society because they're not really men who wanna be men, they're men that uh pander. I don't like pander bears. I don't support that. But the thing is, if we want to say that these men are the ones that are getting your attention, because, you know, women love affirmation. But the problem is they're getting the wrong affirmation because of Instagram and all this glorified thinking. Like, it's not going to get you attention that's legit outside of that thing. Because these men out here are not going to do that. If they don't like you, we're not going to approach you. And let's be honest. We're at good ages. You're 20, I'm 29. So... The thing is coming up, I think it's, <laughs> I might have to edit this out too, probably. Um, I'll say this. I'm just going to take a real quick break here. I know that you just heard some very hot takes right there, and uh, they may be rough to listen to. You may disagree. Those are the things I'm talking about. Reach out to Moses and I. Let's have a conversation about this. Don't be set off by the conversation. Rather be open to conversation and let's find solutions to the issues within culture. That's the whole goal of the Veritas 21 podcast. I also want to remind you guys that at the bottom of the description is all of the links to Moses's platforms, the Modern vs. Traditional Talk podcast. Go over and subscribe to him on YouTube and please follow both of our platforms on Apple Podcast and Spotify Leave a Apple podcast review on both of our platforms as well, as that will increase the analytics to get these conversations out to more people. Enjoy, guys. Honestly, to my ladies who are, are I'm going to say this, to 32, from 27 to 32, look, you know those are the, look, your prime years are under 25, and that's the, tw- the 30. Those are your prime years, your very prime years. But when you hit the 32 and up, it's, it's, it's going to be an issue with fertility. I don't know. Maybe it's different for somebody, but that's a high percentage of not a lot of people get. Not It's not a high percentage of women having kids at over 35. I don't know too many. Yeah. My, my sister was a rare case. She was the only one I know. But I don't know too many ladies getting over 30 and up, 35 and up, they have kids. And it's like, why would you wait till later in life to finally get family? Look at Lolo Jones. 
She just turned 40 and she's upset as being a virgin. The problem with her story, she's a Christian, right? As she claims, I believe her. But her issue got her single that long to 40. What is she thinking about that? What kind of life is she living? I don't know like, what that is. You, you can't tell me that God didn't present a good man in her life. Exactly. And what are you waiting for to 40? In the, I mean, damn, you might as well cut that. You better put that on half price. <laughs> <laughs> you better put that up in Dollar Tree, yo. You better, you better keep that cheap. Um. No, anyway, I'm sorry. We, we got to be honest because... You don't need to, you, you don't get to pick the alpha top looking guys because you don't deserve them right. now. Because why, exactly. why would a guy with higher look like a beautiful looking dude? Why would he pick you at 40? Right. So why? Let, let's dig into this though. Let's why, dig. Let's go. Why would you, why, why, why would you say that a woman from let's say 18 to 25 is, is actually in her prime? Well, because if you look at cultures outside of America, let's use uh, the Spanish culture, you know, they get married at a young age because of the culture they believe marriage is mostly better young because you're having children. Like, they say 19 to 20, they get married. Usually 19 to 21. I had a Spanish, um, what, who was that told me? Someone told me that they have a Spanish friend and they said all their friends were married like at least 20, 21, 22 at an early age in a culture because they were meant to be married early so they can make sure to start a family versus later. And honestly, the, the lifestyle in America teaches our ladies be a boss chick and don't need a man and wait till later in life. And you know how they say I have a whole face. And that thing is so bad. I mean, it seems like why would I want somebody that's been, hmm, I'm gonna say this, be honest. I'm no, I'm gonna say it. I have a body count that I check on my, I'm not gonna lie, I check that. Many don't think that's important to know. No, no, I think it's important for men to know because- Dude, I recently saw some statistics on that. It was something yes, like 2% of the population legit. care about that. Yes. I mean, if a guy had like 20 bodies, you would be concerned. You would want to know, uh, you might cheat on me because you've been with multiple women. That might be something to look at. But And naturally, the there's going to be some insecurities there because then you're going to be like, well, is he comparing me to those other 20 women that he slept that's with? That's what before? men are thinking the same thing. Was you exactly. thinking about the last guy comparing to me to, you see? And that's funny because I've, <laughs> I would say under five, five bodies under five. And I know some Christian brothers I know who watch my content. Guys, you spare me the, the, the comments on what you're going to say. I already know. You guys are like, Moses, you love her as a sister of Christ. I, I, I do. But this is a conversation for men to have because we are the one choosing men control relationships where we pick for marriage. Women hold the access to sex. Now, that's a fact. They don't have sex with everybody. They choose. They make the rules for the men they don't want and make no rules for the men they want. Right. And that's, and, and, and that that's why that's why as a man, it's so important that you develop yourself. Look, yeah. women's prime time. You're exactly right. Is that 18 to 25 because of fertility? Um, and, and so that's the reason why when we're 30, 35 years old, we'll naturally want to tend to go to maybe that age group. If she's a, if she's mature and she wants that, yeah, I, if mature, there, that's never the case. There, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things in there subjectively, but but yeah. you can say looks wise and, and natural attraction is going to be the younger woman because we're going to be looking at her as potential mating partner um, because of her fertility. That's yeah. just natural, and yeah. and then and then so so the men's prime. Is like that that 27 to like 35, 40 years old. 
Um, and 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 because he's he's developed himself in his career, he's probably yeah. Far more mature than other men that are 23, 24, 25 years old. He's grown past a lot of the childish, boyish actions of, of his early adulthood. And he's involved into his career and probably already has his purpose determined. And a woman is naturally going to find that attractive. But to hit on something else that you said that I think is very important to hit on again is that, you know, you were you were talking about an older woman that she wakes up one day and she's like, oh, shoot, you know, where are all the good men at? You passed up all the good men when you were 20 to 25 years old. Again, subjective. You know, I'm not trying to generalize here. Not everybody has that same experience, but a lot of times. Women have passed up the good men in their early 20s. And now those men have already gone on and settled down somewhere while you were out partying, clubbing, sleeping around, you know, or having the idea that you have to establish your career. Look, I, I, I don't have anything against a woman working. Absolutely not. Don't take that wrong. I think that, that women can do any job that a man can do. It doesn't matter to me. But if that is your sole focus as a woman, you will wake up when you're 30, 35, 40 years old and be like, man, where did all the good men go? Well, you were focused on your career. Maybe you weren't focused on the clubbing. Maybe you weren't focused on sleeping around, but you were focused on 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 your career. And then so once you have that career, guess what? Now you're just sleeping in your bed alone, wondering when you're going to have kids, because <clears throat> innately you naturally desire that. Not all women, but. Well, and, and and usually with that, they, they have a dog or a cat, and that's never attractive. I don't like, I'm not going to lie, I don't like ladies with cats and dogs. I, I just don't like, I'm not fighting for your affection for my animal, because I'll be honest, that's a placebo effect. And that's because yeah. I've dated ladies with dogs and cats, and it never comes off to be legit for a relationship, because why am I competing against an animal that one, that you give an affection to like a child? You're not a, that you're not a mother. That is a dog. That is a cat. That is not your child. Come on. Right. And I think that's a big thing men have to speak up. Like, it's like when people speak on these things, it's like there's nothing we can say. It's like there's nothing that matters about what men are trying to say. Like, this is what matters. We are honest because we're not cussing. We're not trolling. We're not trying to pull women down. We're speaking on prefaces that's not commonly spoken on because men are afraid to say this stuff. And I don't think it's about being afraid because I, I fear God more than what ladies think about what I'm saying. Call me. The names they will say, I'm not going to say and repeat. The thing is, men have to be on, on, on stand on God's word, trusting him that we men have a standard that we are not dropping to be pleasing. Societies were teaching them to think, well, I'm a feminist. I have deserved what I want. And I have all this like, yeah, you, you can make more money than me. But men, we don't care about your money. We really don't, especially Christian men. Right. Your money is just another asset if, it, if it's something that's benefiting the family. But we're focused on your femininity. That is very important. Your femininity, fit, friendly, uh, uh, fit, beautiful, inspirational, FBI, them son. But the thing is, yep. though, many don't believe in that. They believe in being masculine. That's that's a common thing. I've seen a lot of masculine women who don't understand that you can't be a soft woman and a hard woman. You can only be one. If you're both, <laughs> that's the problem. I don't know what to call that. You know what I'm saying? But I think, like I said, if women took upon themselves to look at all the cultures and see how they're operating. The thing is, they will wonder why these other women are picking our, the men from America faster than them picking them up here. You know what I'm saying? For one, you got too many options. 
you're picking too many options that are usually not the best option. And, and two, like you said, the father. I wonder how many women have let their fathers meet their men they're talking to, to know if this man was good enough. And usually they don't talk to their dad about that. They just take it upon themselves. And I'm not going to There's not it. that tradition anymore. It's not. not. It's just tradition. modernism. Oh, yeah. man. It's modernism. Yeah. It's just do what you want. Like, oh, Alistair Crowley, do what thou will. That's what they believe. Do yeah. what you want. Yeah. Um, you know, look, looking at it from from the beginning of, of the dating scene, um, women yeah. naturally you, you'll hear it all the time. They'll always say, well, I want the man to approach me. And, and why is that? Because you naturally because women naturally want a man to lead. Women naturally want a man to be courageous. But yes. as we have these men within our culture right now that would rather be suppressed and sit back and, and watch masculinity, um, um, essentially there be a war on, on masculinity and not step up and say, you know what, this is wrong. This is wrong. And that's exactly the reason why we've got to where we're at, because we've deprived men of their natural um, ability to lead. Not all men can lead. But but we've deprived them of that leadership within culture. We're saying that that it's it's a patriarchy within culture that that all authority. And that's essentially like saying all authority is bad. If you say that all look, bring this bring this back, because I think I probably yeah. just confused a bunch of people. No, um, um, OK, so so when um, Paul calls us to submit to our wives and yes. wives submit to, to the husband. And 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Someone said something about that in the past, and they you know they told me. Now I want your thoughts on this before you continue. Someone said that what well, husbands submit to their wives. What do you think about that? And what does that mean to you? What it what it means to me is I love her like Jesus loved the church. That's my role. So what does that and that's where I was going with it, Moses, because that's the role of Jesus, right? Jesus was an authority figure. He is an authority figure. And so it's my it's my role as an authority figure in the home to lead my wife, not beat her, not mistreat her, not own her, but rather that I fully submit to her the way Jesus submitted to her, meaning I love her sacrificially. I give her myself. When, when I see something that needs to be done in the house, yo, I, I set down the video game. I shut off the TV and I go do it because I'm honoring my wife sacrificially. I'm giving myself up for her the same way that Christ gave gave himself up for me. So so that yeah, I'm I'm happy you brought that up. And and there's that that needed to be some clarity. And so so like taking that a step further into what authority looks like. Well, if if all authority is bad, then that's saying that Jesus is bad. All right. authority, all authority is, is somebody in a, or, or let's say Jesus, you know, he's, he's the supreme being in the position, but, but all an authority figure is, is, is in a position of leadership and leadership isn't always bad. And I think, you know, a lot of times within this culture that we're told that leadership is bad, you know, that, that government is out to um, take all of your money, that all politicians are bad. That, that God can't work in these positions of authority within our within our structure of society. And and 
me, on the other hand, I would say, well, that's 100% subjective. And you have to look at each individual person subjectively as well. You have to look at people like if, if say, I know your guys' senator down there will use Ted Cruz, for, for example. Yeah, Ted Cruz, if, yeah. If 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 everybody was like, well, Ted Cruz is is terrible because he's a politician, whereas I've seen some some good aspects of Ted Cruz where Ted Cruz like stepped up and he spoke on things that needed to be spoke about that were actually honoring to to actually Christian tradition. But that's not Republican or Democrat. That's the right. other problem. You know, like I was talking about silos. Like we we can't we can't put people into this box. We have to look at every action and 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 look at it and and discern it according to God's word. We can't just look at this title because that's where we really get confused. That does that all make sense? So no, so authority is not always bad. There's good authority out there. There's good leaders out there that 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 live sacrificially to love. And in the same way that's applied to the home where the man should be loving his family sacrificially, giving himself to the wife. Does that mean that he submits to her? Look, I saw a video the other day and it irritated me because he, here's this pastor and he's sitting here reading that verse. And I wish I had it brought up. I don't have the verse and I also don't have it memorized. I just know the little bit of the logistics of it. Take your time. But, 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 but he, he was, this pastor was saying that that means like if she wants a Louis Vuitton purse, you got to go buy her a Louis Vuitton purse. If she wants to go to Australia next week, you got to go buy her the ticket to fly her to Australia the next week because you're called to submit to her. Look, every aspect of leadership, every aspect of life requires moderation. And, and in that instance, the man's role there is to honor God financially. If, if say, he's the only one working in the home yeah. and there's finances involved, he is called to, to honor God with, with what he has been blessed with. So like every aspect of life, I, I think a lot of times, you know, um, talking about Christianity, man, there's, there's such a, a soft hand approach to Christianity of like, you know, like uh, naturally we, we want our money to be ours. Dude, I don't like to give money away. I, I hate to give money away if I'm being yeah. quite honest. You know, I it's work natural, for that, you know? It's a natural reaction. I mean, we, we all have that tendency. I think men just want to, you know, take it and multiply it to make it, you know, money last for the time we can have with our families. That's really what we're trying to do is build more money to get more time, you know, off of work because that work is really takes away time from family and you know adding time to family is a better asset because when you have time you can never replace that you know that all just it, it uh it's it presents itself as a as a greater problem within our culture and and i think here's the other thing and this is why i started podcasting was because um i have these thoughts on my spirit and on my heart and and to some degree like people listen to me and they probably think i'm, I'm yelling no it is my stinking passion. That's yeah. all it is. I'm just extremely passionate about this because I see a hurting culture. I see women out here walking around lonely and depressed and having no answers as to the reason why uh, things are going on within their lives. And 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 I'm here, you know, because I pray about this. I read about it. 
I study it. I study it from the psychology perspective. And I also try to, I, my, my goal is always to align that with God's word. Everything is based off of God's word for me because I've fully submitted my mind and my heart and my soul, soul to God. So, so if there's some science out there that can be applicable, um, I wish I had some references off the top of my head, but I don't, but I've been working through Proverbs and I see so much psychology in, in what, uh, was it Solomon that wrote it? Solomon, and and yeah. ha, ha, how, how many times like Solomon with all of his wisdom is like s- saying these things and then they apply to modern day psychology. Like what, uh, you know, here's the infinite human being that, that took 2000 years to figure this out. And and Solomon's sitting here writing about it 2,500, 3,000 years ago in Proverbs. And we haven't figured that out, that, that we are so inadequate as mankind and that we, we honestly, maybe just subjectively in my opinion here, that we naturally have that need for, for, the, for the infinite. We naturally have that need for God. But but we're seeking it through our own knowledge, through our own science, instead of seeking him in it. God provided the answers. He did. And and you're right. Absolutely. I think, you know, with us humans, the way we think and move, we really have to understand that God's plan is always going to be a big part of our lives, especially when we're dealing with uh, trials and tribulations and certain life challenges, because I think those are always going to be meant to challenge us to see our faith, because God is not going to keep people around that are not going to be on the same path. I mean, obviously, you can't be lukewarm. You're out of the you're out of the picture. If you're a cold sinner, I mean, yeah, you can be used, but you're not with him. You know what I'm saying? But as a believer that's on fire for God, like you say, you're passionate. That fire <clears throat> is better with people who want the same thing, and it gets better results because I think people who want the same thing always continue to grow each other as plants next to a plant like a water. Because obviously there's something that you can do that could maybe motivate me better on as a believer. Because like I said, iron sharp is iron. But we have to understand many don't have that in the church today. Because like my show is called Tradition Versus Modern. Um, I believe the Bible is more traditional than modern. But it does talk for things that are not taught in modernism that doesn't teach traditions. Like I would say like, for instance, Bible speaks about women. Your home is... Uh, Women be keeper of your home. Now, when people hear that, they're thinking, Moses, you want women to, women to not work and be a homemaker slave. No. Proverbs 31 woman, she did not just stay at home. She actually worked. She actually bought a field with her money. She took mm-hmm. care of the home, right? She had maids and servants. That's not a bad thing. But the thing is, if you can't afford that, then you're taking care of your home. But if you are to have that, if you were to follow God's plan, would you not want to have that? That's the thing that comes to my mind. And um, I take it upon my heart to say this because God does want this for our, our ladies to know, hey, I want the best for you. I wrote this for this scripture to have this for y'all. And men lead the home, take care of the financial income, take care of the children, take care of the, 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 the needs and wants. Because at the end of the day, men are called to die. We're called to die for her. We're not called to be selfish on our ways because let's be honest, men are always going to be traditional. No man is saying to a woman, I'll be masculine for the right woman. That sounds weak. A Christian man. A Christian man. And especially ladies that say, I'll be feminine for the right kind of man. That See, that, that conditional femininity doesn't pass by a lot of guys. We can tell that's fake. Right. But, uh, well, you're, 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 you're putting your femininity as conditional on a masculine man. 
when when your femininity should be contingent on your relationship with God. Look, be, be, because when we get because when we get married, we become with the triune God. The way I look at marriage, we become with the yeah. triune God. We're essentially a triangle at this point. You know, we mm-hmm. got the man here, we got the woman here. We're both presented equally based on our roles within that relationship to God. And so everything that that we do, we should be effectively communicating here, both husband and wife. And we should also be submitting our own individual parts of us where we individually sin um, to God and and be communicating all of that in in the relationship between the three. And and I I, I think that that's um that's a huge problem that, that people don't look at. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a problem. I think if people want to have better results, like in this life, especially those who are like our age group, I mean, late tw- late twenties. I mean, I mean, honestly, man, if if people want to be out of the single zone, and not just because you know, don't because the Bible says in Sol- in the Song of Solomon it says, do not. <clears throat> it said um, something about pleasing. Um, do not pursue love and don't uh, don't pursue love unless it pleases or, Oh, don't awaken love until the, uh, unless it's pl- uh, uh, pleasing or until it's pleasing. I think it's one of those words I'm saying, but don't awaken mm-hmm. love until it's right. pleasing, but it's not awakened for a reason because you should not be seeking that. You should be seeking your purpose, being a wife to know how your role is. Gender roles still play a part of us all. We are not changing that. We are not running away from that. Men in America we play that role pretty much all the time, but we're told that men are supposed to provide everything. We're supposed to provide. Ladies are told you could be a boss chick and be independent, but you don't need a man. But if you want a man, you don't need them. But it's like you want one. But it's like it, it's like back and forth. Like, what do you want? I've yeah. asked this question several times to ladies, and I'm not trying to stick on the ladies because I know they already have enough flack. But men who are serious want relationship. Like I said. I'm considering to go out of this country to date other women who are other places like Germany, the Netherlands, shoot, maybe Russia, who knows? <laughs> but the thing is, dude, Moses, you're going to, you're going to walk into uh, another country like that. And they're going to be like, Ooh, an American boy, he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> that's always, that's one thing I was told. They don't look at the money. Cause I know in Colombia, your money stretches long over there. Like a dollar can be more oh, yeah. than enough for a lot. So but I would personally just want to look for Christian valuable women. That's it. I don't want no no fling or nothing. I'm not doing all that. There's a lot of people who want to do that. They can run out for that. But it's like men today don't think about we're not stuck to this country. We are not mm-hmm. only here. I've talked to women maybe all maybe I've talked to if I be if I could be honest, I think I've spoken to almost every different woman in different states of America. And I don't think there was someone that was on the same path. Maybe my, my ex, ex-spouse, maybe that was it. But that was probably the only person that probably connected with me. Everybody in other 50 states I've probably spoken to, who I don't remember who all the names are. Maybe there's not a connection for a reason. Because the, the indoctrination, brainwashing is real. And yeah. I'm not trying to be funny on no Matrix. But people got to wake up and take the red pill, if, if that's the case. Maybe yeah. you need to take a dose of that. because. I know that we have hit some very key topics in this episode, and we're only about just over halfway done. Such a phenomenal conversation that I had with Moses. But to resonate with with women here, us men struggle with the same thing you struggle with in finding a, a good man. 
we want to find a good woman. And you can tell in the conversation here that both Moses and, and I both have been through the ringer and we're asking ourselves questions, you know, where do we go from here? How do we find that woman? Um, so just to resonate with you guys, we all experience that. Again, go over, shoot him a subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, Apple podcast, and leave that review, please. We'll get back to it. I don't know, man. They know Jesus and they're feminists. It's like, how are you going to, I don't know, man. I just get so frustrated when I think about it. Like, why do people think that's going to work? You're not going to get a man. You're not. Yeah. yeah those, uh, those things don't naturally uh, align that, um, we have to be very careful with, with worldviews. Yeah. Um, and, I, and as I was saying, you know, approaching that where you, you fully, a full submission of God is full submission to his word. Um, that's how he speaks to us. He also speaks to us through spirit and, and, and prayer and supplication and all of those things. But reading God's word keeps our mind infatuated or, or focused on him. And right. so, uh, you know, um, when, when you have these outside sources coming in over here, you know, like what I talked about on, on the last podcast with Sam, and it's like, we're walking this fence. Okay. This is our life right here. And either you're sold completely on this side or you're sold completely on this side. But, but if you're in the middle ground and you're playing the middle ground in every aspect of life, you have the Christians over here telling you, you know, about Jesus. Hey, come over here. I want you to experience grace. I want you to experience mercy. I want you to experience Jesus's love. I want you to experience that freedom because I know that there's a lot that you're harboring and you're scared that you're going to fall one way or the other. And then, and then on the other side, you got the world pushing down pornography and music and movies and ideals and, and ideology and, and perspectives and science and all of those things. And instead of, of taking those things from the Christian view and saying, you know what, I understand that this is part of the world and that I have no part of this world, that the barrier for me is Jesus. And so everything that I do is submitted to Jesus, but I'm living in this world. So I do have to understand those things, but you can only walk that fence so long before you're going to fall one way or the other. And once you fall to the other side, it doesn't mean that you can't come back to the other side. Look at the thief on the cross, you know, he was saved right, right at the end of his life. But, um, but, but understanding that that's the role of our life. That's what we're in right now, walking that, that fence. And until we're completely sold on, on the side of Jesus, we're, we're constantly bombarded with these other things that, that, that we aren't submitting to Jesus. That's, that's keeping our hearts guarded. As Paul says, to keep your hearts guarded, to keep your spirit guarded. Instead, we allow those things to infiltrate our mind and our heart so we don't experience the joy and 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 instead we experience depression and, and a lot of times anxiety because we, we we're not experiencing the, the love and the freedom that Jesus provides when we're involved in the world. <clears throat> yeah, no, the world is um, as I say, it's the devil tries to use counterfeits to take away God's glory for what he's gonna do through us to glorify him. Because if you think about it, <clears throat> the devil copies, makes replicas of things to help us, you know, shoot off in our chemicals, like dopamine, 
you know, um, oxytocin, you know, for things that are meant to be in certain places in life, like marriage, of course, and also just anything that usually comes in life that are not just the original thing. Like, like they say, they try to make you feel like, like say they make a kind of drug to make you feel some type of way, whereas you're supposed to get that feeling, you know, hugging your wife or you're supposed to get this feeling doing this. And I get it. People that don't know that just don't know. But when you look at the picture, God is painting for us all. He made no mistakes making us here today where we are. We have to understand God is not an author of confusion, but of understanding. If we can understand God's plan from the word, then we can get a, a different way of living for the long term, especially in these times that we're seeing. Because, like I said, it's it's that bad out here where, I mean, for me to even say what I said, I mean, to go out there to say I'm going to be in another country dating other women outside of America, it seems like I would never thought I would be saying that. But it's legit. It's legit. It's going to happen because, like I said, I've spoken to people outside of this country and it seems legit on that side based on the YouTube and talk to my therapist who's in North Carolina. Shout out to Kosher, the clinicianer. He, um, you know, him and other people have just been honest about me saying America is just not it. It's not it. Not even just being black. It's it's not even about black and white. It's a, it's a cultural issue mindset that is getting out of control, even in the churches where T.D. Jakes said something about this and he went viral and have his churches 30 percent. Well, I don't know how many percentage, but a lot of ladies left his church after he said we're raising our women to be like men. And. Why would God want to bless that and think that we're accepting that and God wants a plan for us to follow? How am I going to get the full definition to my kids in the future if I don't have my wife on the same plan, especially when we're the ones we're choosing? I should be I should be picky, not her. You can talk to 20 guys. Doesn't mean it's a 20, it's not gonna be hundred percent race success. You don't know that. Because yeah. you see the you thing know, about what's go ahead. I, I, I was just thinking, um, I can't remember the the verse, but he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Yeah. So the question is, you know, what is who is the prize in the relationship? Ooh. <laughs> You, that's a good question. Oh man, that's a controversial question. <laughs> that's a talking point on YouTube. I heard people ask God a lot of times, and what do they bring to the table? Question too. So, what what, what do you see that question for me? You asking who's the more yeah more yeah who, who, who's who's surprised in the room? Okay. Let's take it from a biblical perspective. We're gonna say that. So, if God made Adam first, and He was the one tending to the animals, then He pulled. Eve out of his rib to be a helper to him is pretty obvious that God made Adam first for a reason. So he was already establishing on his purpose. He established what he had to do on his purpose first before she came. So she came to help him and God was made for man was made for God to use first. So if we look at the order, it's proper to say in biblical terms, because many scholars, many, many theologians won't say directly be like, well, the Bible says in technical Ephesians, and they go through all this Bible. Now, I get the, the theological talk and all that, but let's get to the point of what we're saying. God had said man was first. He made the man to protect the family and lead the family. The umbrella shows children, woman, man, Jesus, God. So if you look at the order, who is over the woman? The man. Then Jesus. Then God. So if the man is over the woman, that means he's the more valuable asset. But the thing is, today's society, we're told, 
oh no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible that they quote a lot and say this, we are all made what it's called. We're made or one in one in Christ. There's something about um something about Christ made us all as one and there's no one, oh, there's no uh a greater or lesser or something. Scripture, I forgot what it's called. Um, we're all made one in Christ. I'm like, that's not that's not what that talks about. It talks about everybody is saved under Christ. That doesn't make you more of a woman or me less of a man, because you're not the thing is, we're all made in one Christ, but the thing is, God made me the leader for you to be protected, not for you to lead me, because it's not going to be, you can't have two heads in the family. That's that's a that's like a dragon yeah, or something. You'll, you'll, you'll be fighting. You'll be fighting. Yeah, the they'll be fighting. Yeah, there's two bosses. You can't have two. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Moses. I mean, uh, that question, I'm juggling that question. Yeah. Um, who Who is the prize in the relationship? And And for me, the way I think about it, you know, here you and I are, we're, I, I believe we're both high value men. I you believe know, so too. I, 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 I believe that there are plenty of Christian women out there that would be enthralled, overly joyful to meet a man like us. I agree. Now, the problem is, is that mm. she is a piece of gold in a mind that has been mined for 10,000 years. Okay. Yes. Be, 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 because because the way culture has has influenced her because there's that innate need in women to be led yeah. and instead of men stepping up and leading in the home then you have this defilement of culture telling her how to believe and how to think man i find that fascinating you said that about the church that all those women left when he said that truth is naturally offensive i hate yeah. to break it Truth is naturally offensive. When we're in the wrong, nobody likes to hear the truth. Okay. Nobody. But here she is. She's this nugget in that mind. And so, like, I'm I, I really struggle with that because I'm like, is she the prize then? Because here we are, we're men, we're high value. We we both agree on that, but we can't find her. It's a good question. I, I mean, it goes back to what we said already. I think it's really the culture, what, what they're teaching them here. Because I've even seen this on day naps. I mean, well, no offense to the women who are this type of person, I'm going to say. You know, I don't, I'm not into women who are unhealthy. If you don't take care of yourself, why would I want you? Sorry. Naturally, I'm men are visual. I don't want a woman that's, you know, over my weight. I mean, you weigh more than me. That's a problem. I don't, I'm not, and someone, oh my gosh, I got to say this. Somebody in the barbershop argued with me and said, and I was just like, I don't watch his movies for a reason. They said Tyler Prairie had a movie. I don't know what's called, uh, Why Did I Get Married or something. So yeah, whatever movie that was. Said that movie showed that this woman that was overweighted, he, this man married her, got her in the gym and all this, and then Later in life, she found that she walked by the man she was with originally that didn't want her, that was married to her first, because you know her ex-husband, and she married this new guy. She lost weight, and now she sees this guy, and he regrets being not being with her. I'm like, what kind of indoctrination is this? You're telling me I'm supposed to pick somebody that's big? Look, if you do not work out, I get it. It might be health reasons. I get the thyroid or whatever, but I'm not going to lie. There's only a small percentage, small percentage who are like that. They, they, they I understand that. I'm not going to hold it against them all, but there's only a small few who can do who can say that. 
But if you don't have the motivation to eat healthy and lose weight, I'm not picking you. I'm not considering you. Why would a man who's working hard on himself to be healthier, look leaner, to look good? I mean, because when I get married, I'm not going to be the same guy still. I'm going to look different because my wife's going to be checking me but out. But not only physically, but not only physically. Yeah. You're working on yourself physically. You're yeah. working on yourself mentally. You're yeah. working on yourself financially. And you're right. working on yourself spiritually. Look yes. at all the aspects that you present to the table. And then once once you look at what 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 you're presenting and what she's presenting, like you said, men are very visual beings. We want when we look at a woman and I kind of hit on this with Sam and I'm not sure I got I got to do some research on this. Why am I naturally attracted to a woman that maybe has bigger breasts or, you know, a a, a bigger backside? You know? Yeah. Why am I why, why am I more interested in that? Um, is it because of fertility? I don't know, but that it's it's natural for me to be that way. And so yeah. this is kind of the war on men is saying, well, it's wrong for a man to feel that way. Maybe I'm looking at her as as skinny and fit because that tells me that there's a stronger potential that she's going to be able to live out for my children. I mean, looking at it on the deeper aspect of my psychology, I'm not sure. I would love to see some studies on that. Because yeah. th that's the only sense I can make of it. Because naturally, if if the worldview is is that well, you should just love her for who she is, and and there's some truth to that, absolutely. But but disregard all physicality, then that's like saying, well, just sleep with anybody because it doesn't matter. You, it, you know, it, it, like it, it makes no sense. It don't make sense. Like you can't make this stuff up. Like how can it make sense to men wanting that and the men are not taking. <sighs> Look, society is really trying to play a lot of guys and guys are falling for it in some areas. I don't think I will fall for it because, I, like I said, I went through one relationship. I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to really have a vetting process. Like I'm going to ask the hard questions. I'm, I'm going to have my sister talk to her because if anything, she's going to have to weed her out if she's not that kind of woman. Because my sister wants the best for me, just like I want the best for her. She's married now. And um, she was a single mother herself and she made it. She got out of that situation. Shout out to my sister. But the thing is, I don't think men are realizing you you deserve to have a better woman. You deserve that as men. Men should right. not be settling for people who do not put the work in. It's like Jordan Peterson if, said. If he if he has worked on himself, exactly. if he has found the if meaning he, in his himself. life. If, yes. if he's living a meaningless life where he has not found his purpose, he does not deserve a high value woman that he can take care of and lead because exactly. all he's going to do is be detrimental to her life and detrimental to the to to the children's lives. So exactly. if he's beating her, if he's cheating on her, like here's all here's the thing, like as as we're talking about this, there, there's clear evidence that that we believe in a hierarchy within the family that that there's 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 God, there's men. And then there's the woman. OK, so so then so then the, the cultural view is patriarchy that that because of patriarchy. And this is the reason why I wanted to cover authority earlier, because authority is so important here, is that that um, the, the perspective of a woman to say that what Moses and I are, are talking about right now is simply uh, detrimental to what what that actually looks like. Now, right. now, the man must figure that out though that's his responsibility his responsibility to lead the home and live according to god that's what makes him valuable the world will say to men that the thing that makes you valuable as a man is how much money you can make and how much you can provide 
that is not all. You, the, the, the reason why there's that hierarchy and the reason why we will be held to a higher standard when we're before God as men is because we're called to lead them spiritually. We're yes. called to step up and be courageous when we see something wrong in culture, when we see something wrong in our communities. We are called to step up. It's the same psychological and sociological reason why men naturally will be the ones that go to war. Now, in today's soft culture, we start sending women to war because we want equality all across the board. But yeah. but but here's the thing. Now, I have a niece in the army. And you know what? If that's if that's where we're at in culture and she wants to go serve and she wants to be on the front lines, which is what she wants to do. Go for it. I love you. Go for it. I'm not against it in me saying this. I'm just saying it that that as an example of 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 how we view equality of of what traditionally tradition versus modern yeah traditionally um how it's been throughout the last 5500 years um uh, of 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 what that hierarchy looks like man that's deep but it but it's so true it's so true but I'm I'm tired of it. and there's a book up there real quick Moses called Courage is Calling by Ryan Holiday. In fact, he's kind of close down there by you. Um, okay, it's an awesome yeah. book, man. It's an awesome Courage. book. I'm at the, I have yeah. to look it up. It's called Courage by what? Who? Courage is Calling by Ryan Holiday. I'll, 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 I'll send you a I'll, I'll send you a, a link to it or something after we get off. Send the link. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm full I'm fully in agreement with you, bro. It's uh. It's rare, man. I think we need to have like a panel soon because I'm, I'm, <laughs> look, bro. I've, I've watched so many different shows on panels. Oh, you must know this, uh, this, uh, content creator. Her name is, uh, Just Pearly Things. I don't know. No, I don't know. You don't know who I'm talking about? Okay. Well, she's a believer. We, we had a podcast when she was under 20 subscribers. Now she's over 300,000 subscribers now. And, uh, yeah, she she's a believer. She's from Illinois. She's from a family of ten. Her mom is a traditional woman. Her dad's a high value man. Uh, she's a Caucasian girl. She lives in London now. She's doing like this show online. It's it's pretty popular. Let me see. Hold on, pull it up real quick. Does she talk but, about the same things like we're talking about, or like what Sam yes, talks? Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, same thing. That is so awesome, man. And, yeah. and you know, as you're looking that up, I'll I'll just share some stuff here. And and kind of my thoughts of this, man. I've really been thinking about this a lot lately that there is such a desire and need within our culture of truth like when people hear it and their their hearts or their mind is open to it it's like a complete renewal when somebody experiences it i mean look at sam's story moses i mean you know oh, when yeah. she talked about being a feminist and then like how she feels now and she's like so much more confident she feels so much more free and she's such a good communicator because she she's got to that that degree where she's not acting on emotion anymore. She's acting on on the logic and analytical side because that's where she wants to be led, you know, because she recognizes what the roles are. And exactly. uh, and I, I find I find that fascinating that you, that that, you know, there's things I talk about. And on first approach, there's tons of people that have come to me and they're like, yo, Levi, I disagree with you on that. But then as they hear me out more and they see kind of the basis of the reason why I'm talking about it, then they're like, oh, OK, I get it now. Uh Oh, it's something you earn. Love is very special. It's sacred. 
Mm. It's, it shouldn't just be given to anybody because it wouldn't have value. If you if you're grumpy, if you're rude, if you don't do anything, what what is there what is there to admire about you? So like I don't I don't think um, like I, I don't think most men are intimidated by women that have a lot of money. It's more the women that think they're better than everyone else. And it's not really that they're intimidated. They just don't like them or want to deal with them because they think they're better than everyone else. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've seen her. I've seen her. Yeah. Yeah, I know Pearl. We talked a few times and I brought on my show to talk about these things. Yeah, um, here. Your toilet breaks down. Who do you call? So I, I, I fix my own car. I can I can okay. do I'm most mechanics. Your power your power supply. Who runs it? Who runs the infrastructure of society? Men I or women? This. Oh, at the moment, men obviously yeah. so, patriarchy. So we, so, because of because oh, of patriarchy. Oh no. Oh, no. But, um, wait, wait, do so I need a man? No, this is. I'm obsessed with being what? a woman in a male-dominated industry. Okay, I do wait, all wait. of my what, own carpentry. Can we, can we go back I do to all it? my own like. Right, but but regardless of that, like you agree that men run the infrastructure, so therefore. Oh, at the we, moment, we, yeah, men run the world. The, so they we need men. Mm, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. On a on we, a wider scale, yes. yes. On a wider scale, on a personal scale, no, because you don't need a man to provide for you. Right. You exactly. On a personal we need scale, men to oh. run the industries that keep us alive. <laughs> Your toilet breaks down. Here's, like, here's the thing. Could you, hey, hey. All right, for real, right here, man. This is the thing, right there. This is where we get so much wrong. Is that woman is reinforcing with her platform a subjective personal view that that holds no regards to what the full society is talking about or, or the full society view is she's looking at it personally. Yeah. There, there's women out there that can do plumbing. There's women out there that can do all the infrastructure, concrete work, probably build her own house from the ground up, do the foundation work all the way up to the rafters and the roofing. I don't care about what you can do personally. The overwhelming majority of women can't do that. Right. Now, could they learn it? Yeah, they could learn it. They have the right to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the overwhelming majority of women within the industry aren't doing that. Women go to jobs within the medical industry and become nurses, doctors, and and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, dude. That that fires me up, man, hearing that type of stuff. It's important to know because we have to talk about this stuff. It's really a legit conversation to have, and many don't understand it plays a vital role in our decisions of family and who we're dealing with for the rest of our lives. Cause like, you don't want to be tied with somebody the rest of your life who's not for the same things. It's like, honestly, we're, it's a, it's a long winded conversation on the same topic, but it's still going to be relevant because men are tired. That's why so many men have learned are going to red pill and start talking like the way they talk because they haven't got the right type of people to talk to about these things. And that's why I'm trying to bring this conversation and open it up to men like, who already understand like you and me who can understand to say hey you don't have to be red pill you know you need god you need to get closer to jesus you need to learn that this stuff right here is you know to them who are in there for the right reasons i get it they want to they want to do what they want to do sleep around that's them but the men who are god fearing knows that you don't get far with that it only lasts for only so long but men who understands the, the proper way of living are usually going to come to the men who understands what is different about life. Cause you know, that guy named Jason, um, Jason white, Jason white, you know what I'm talking about? I don't the, think I've seen him. I, I probably have. It's a black guy. He has a beard. That's like out here. He does like the Kung Fu for kids and teach him about uh-huh. this. Okay. Well, Jason, Jason Wilson, I think Jason Wilson is his name, but um, 
people like that, he actually teaches young men how to understand the aggression, to control their aggression because their father's not in their life. But the thing about him, that like, men are not going to go do that as an adult. They're going to just stay with the guys who they grew up with to talk about the same things and stay relevant with the same conversation versus being a better person to learn how to cooperate with their mindset to change. Hey, the feelings I have have not been dealt with as a kid. Now I'm going to figure out how to get this right as an adult. And they don't usually think about it as an adult, but that's why I said red pill. It's not about saying they're bad, but they're they're going towards red pill to do these things, to, to think they're getting better opportunity to be men. Yeah. Not legit. I mean, I I was in red pill when my last relationship got over. I was in it for a little bit. Then I realized, because as a Christian, I'm thinking they're not really Christian talks. They're just mostly, you know, get this chick, bang this chick. And I'm just like, I'm not I'm not banging. I'm not hanging. There's yeah. the form of, of the view of masculinity and the red pill movement that is true. And yeah. it's like it's like it's like teasing the ear. Because, like, I went through it, too, man. I went through Andrew Tate when I was kind of in a rough spot after a breakup. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel inside. But yeah. but but then, but then spiritually, you know, what was offsetting was he's like, man, I got all these women sitting around me. And I'm sleeping with all of them and this and that. And I'm like, yo, OK, OK, hold on, Levi, slow down just a little bit. Yeah, there may be some truth there. There may be something there, some substance pull from it. Don't accept all of it. I, I And I think that's so important in every aspect of life, kind of like what I was going to, like what I was talking about earlier in like viewing culture and pulling aspects out of it and and examining it from the perspective of God's word. That's that's all we can really do. I mean, otherwise, we're just we're just confused. You know, I, I wanted to hit on this too, Moses. Um, Proverbs chapter two says this. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver, so the same way we look for money, and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and you will find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth, comes knowledge that's what we're called to seek knowledge and wisdom that's only provided through god yo proverbs is so deep man it just kind of brings me down just a little bit because i'm sitting here getting anxious like i just want to dig in but do you read proverbs a day like they like 9 11 do you read like proverbs a day or do you like read proverbs like every other day that's a different proverbs uh i i read a chapter a day right now that's um, what that's i yeah, I don't know, dude. I, you know, I, I, Moses, if it, Moses, if you're all right, man, um, me giving just a little bit of my story over the last yeah, year, please. Um, please um, be, because I know that there's going to be listeners on your end that are, are, are going to, um, be like, why is this man like so harsh and staunch about this stuff? And why is he so passionate about it? Because I've been on the other end of it. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be an inadequate man and not step up as a man. Like I said earlier, you know, I grew up in a fatherless home. I've been I've been this boyish man in my early 20s that was always seeking a man or a mentor or or some somebody that could teach me how to be the man that I desired to be. And I never have found that. And because I've never found that, 
I was hopping from relationship to relationship, constant failure, only determined on my own understanding of what I wanted in a woman. I never actually examined what I wanted in a woman based on what God desires of me to have in a woman. And so I didn't find that out until the last year. You know, I was in those these three relationships. And man, uh, you know, last last not this last March, but the March of 2021, dude, my 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 girlfriend at the time. Uh, she upped and moved to um, California. And throughout that relationship with her, I was not honest. Like, and, and to be quite honest, guys, I was I was having sex outside of marriage. I was I was I wasn't being truthful with her when when she said, hey, I'm moving to California in nine months. I want you to come with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, sounds like a nice idea. I flew out there in the midst of our relationship to meet her family because it sounded nice. She's hot. I'm having the best sex of my life, like just being raw with everybody. Okay, and because I failed to be honest in that relationship, then, you know, we broke up in March. She moved back to California. And and at first I feel this like relief. Yeah, dude, I'm a, I'm a free man, dude. I'm going to make I'm going to make myself a ribeye steak and I'm going to enjoy myself. And, you know, it was like that for a couple months. And then it hit me. Yeah. I was like, dude, you're 26, man. What are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. And then and then and then instead of me looking at it like, yo, I got to submit all this to God. I was like, yo, I, I just really want a woman. I really want a woman. I want her right here with me. I want I want to feel what it's like to be loved. I want to feel what it's like to, um, you know, be vulnerable at times with her and tell her about my day because I, I work in law enforcement. So I have very rough days and I'm coming home now and I don't get to tell you about these things. So then it turned into this like, depression, like days where I couldn't get out of bed, days where I just laid there and I wanted to take my own life. I was at the bottom, yo, and I'm just sitting at the bottom. And I was that way for four or five months. Right. And then um, and then I picked up that book, Ego is the Enemy. I'm walking through uh, uh, Barnes and Noble and um, I'm like, it's a secular book, but, you know, I can pick it up. I could probably take something from it. I really like the perspective of ego. And then and then I learned all of my problems amidst all of this time was me continually living for me and not living for God. And then so, yeah, there's been struggles since January, since I finished off that book. But I went out to um, I went out to the lake. I, I got a lake like 10 minutes from the house. And uh, I had never done this before. You know, I was always scared to be alone. I didn't like being alone. I hated it. And right. I, I went out there because I had to get away from everything that distracts me within my home. TV, cell phone, you know, the, the studio, all that stuff. I just had to get away. And, you know, I just went out there and I just verbally spoke to God. And I was just like, God, please, like. Take this away from me. I don't want to feel this way no more. I don't want to be thinking about a woman. I don't want to be, you know, having this, this strong desire for her. I want to, I want to serve you and I want to be blessed in that way, Lord. I want to be blessed in that way. And I pray that you give me that woman. But until then, I want to, I, I want to serve you always. So I'm giving you my whole life. And, um, you know, when I did that, dude, it was crazy. A week later, I went viral on TikTok and I blew up. 
Okay. It's just kind of weird how that worked. Excuse me. Sorry. Let's cut you off. What video did you put up particularly that got more exposure for you? You think it was the dumbest video I think I've ever posted on TikTok. Oh, which, really? Which honestly, Moses, is not surprising. TikTok is, is like, it feeds like the dumbest stuff. Okay. It was, it was, it was something to the effect that week, the, the prior week, I had gone on a date with three different girls in the same week. Yeah. And um, I just made a video like, I was like, yo, I've been on three dates in the last week and it was literally 11 seconds long, that short. And I put uh, The Man I Want to Be by Chris Young in the background music and just blew up. I mean, 650,000 views. Um, I, I went from 68 followers on TikTok to 15,000 within a week. Um, so it was just it was just crazy. But 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 then, you know, I had just finished reading that book of Ego is the Enemy. And I was like, yo, I could take this right now and I can look at everybody in my hometown. I, I live in a town of 13,000 people and I can take this and I can look at everybody and be like, you know, screw you. Like, <laughs> look at me. Look at me. You know, look at me. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm better than all of you because I have more followers than you because we often do put value into how many followers we have. Exactly. And so, like, I mean, the first thing I did was I've always used Facebook kind of as a blog. And I just I just did a prayer request, like, you know, um, pray, pray that I stay humble in the midst of, of me going viral. And um, and really, I I would I, I would say that I have I, I've struggled at times. Yeah, I've walked into a local bar here before and I said, man, I don't care. I got. At that time, I had 20,000 followers. I'm like, man, I don't care. I got 20,000 followers. I don't care what anybody here thinks. I'm doing my thing, you know? Um, and, and, and naturally, you know, there is some degree that I do feel that way that, like, I have, I have a following. I have people that support me and all of those things. But, but over these last nine months, the way that God has, has worked on me is just peeling the, the, the layers of my heart and, and just recognizing that, Everything that I have is because he's given it to me. And how do I honor him with what I have? And so, so, you know, there, there becomes that, that new degree of understanding that, yo, yeah, I want a wife. Yeah. I want to be loved. Yeah. I want all these things in my life, but why am I so uncontent with where I'm at? Like I'm truly blessed and, um, you know, taking that, putting it on this podcast, I, and, and having these conversations, like I never probably would have been able to comprehend or, or listen to some of these conversations like we're having right now until I experienced that. And then now once I experienced that, it all makes sense to me. It all makes sense to me. And that I, I have this hope now that that God is going to bless me one day with with those things that I want, a wife and kids and all of that stuff. But anyways, yeah, man, I, I wanted I wanted to share that because I know like there's there's people that are going to listen to the conversation that you and I had and they're going to um, possibly be hurt, offended, probably shut it off. They probably haven't even made it this far, Moses. <laughs> probably shame us. Uh, you know, I call it sign language, you know, <laughs> shame, insults, guilt need to be right. Sign language. So they'll, they'll do that. But, but, but we're here, you know, to be courageous. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, conversation, you know, has been presented 
um, with, you know, the, the, the foot down of, of I'm speaking truth and I'm being courageous saying it and, and I'm doing what I know in my heart to be right. Um, but also with the sense of humility that, uh, you know, I, I understand like that a lot of women have been through traumatic experiences with, with terrible, terrible men. Yeah, exactly. A lot of them based off usually what comes off the field. Like, I think it's a bigger difference with, with your father. You figure you're picking based off who you've seen and what men example. Like what men have you seen growing up as the men, the men examples, the examples of the men you've seen, you'd usually, they're usually picking off that what they're used to. And unfortunately, too many pick off the same thing they felt like was not close to their figure what they've seen before. Like, like artists and stuff or actors, you know, usually picking off what's familiar, you know, it's like the saying, the familiar spirit, it's that familiar feeling for some. And um, unfortunately, some of them are, are have got caught up into that. But then the thing is, they have to understand those those options are never the best. If they, if they realize it now, they'll be saving themselves trouble and time. And they probably would be waiting until they're 35 or something and up. They'll be waiting later, not even later. They'll be knowing what to do to pick the men that are better, that are already there. Because they're probably in their friend zone. They just don't want to pick them. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a nice guy. You know, it's not edgy. It's not, well, you know, maybe as exciting. The good guy, not not the nice guy. The nice guy is the one that plays nice until he gets what he wants. I would say good because the nice guys usually tend out to be the best option. I, I like that. I've never heard that before. I like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's it's true. They're, they're nice guys are who play the role until they get the you know what they want. And then the good guys that are actually doing the right thing with moral values, standards, and come on more Christian than the nice guy. The nice guy is just nice because he can be nice, you know. So I, I got a question for you, Moses. Um sure. Do you find it harder for you in the dating world determine that you've already determined your purpose and that you're driven and you're living with integrity and character? Do you find it harder for you now because you're living that way? Not saying that you ever didn't live that way, but I don't know. What's your perspective on that? I feel like it's harder to live with integrity. You know, it's a good question. Um, Yes and no. Yes, I live with integrity every day, no matter what people say about me if they don't like my you know i'm very polite and respectful to everybody who don't know me and and know my integrity i think it's you know i'm not trying to please people because sometimes i think people tend to think oh you're just being nice because you you know you're trying to get something out of the person where it's not the case i'm i'm a i'm a nice respectful guy for the for that choice because it gives me better opportunities you know what i'm saying instead of being the the negative nancy and the you know, the guy that's always like the most hated, like they don't nobody wants to mess with them. I don't want that 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 the uh, title on me because I think people don't understand that men have to choose wisely how they care themselves. You know, the saying is still true. You reap what you sow on this earth. You know, how I treat my neighbor says a lot about myself, you know. And I'm not talking about myself like guys, ghost girls, because they don't know them. Like, no, I don't, I mean, I think ghosting is a problem, but if you're like on a swiping app. And you, you have the two words and talking and you swipe them. I don't think it's ghosting. I think that's just, you're not their type. But some people are like, oh my gosh, you're ghosting me. Ghosting me. No, guys, we have to let that go because ghosting is still part of what happens to us too. We get the most rejection out of women because women don't, they can't handle that. We can. But at the end of the day, I think for me, my integrity is important, but 
then again, there's times where I'm not getting that, that respect I deserve because I know it's a test because most times I've seen God using people that get to me to see how do I handle myself in a certain situation if I'm not being respected correctly in this area. And I do understand that's not my place to try to take up for myself to say, oh, you're going to respect me because I'm a damn man. Like, no, I don't even have to go that far. I'm just like, hey, you know, this is how you want to act. You can act up, but I'm not going to let you pull me on my character because I'm representing Christ as one of his ambassadors. And I'm not going to allow you to change me because you think you can pull me out because you acted this way. And, you know, technically, that's mostly people full of demons who think they can change somebody to say, hey, he's not holy. He's this guy. Like, yeah, you could try. But I know my limits of what I'm not going to let happen because my limits is if I don't represent God well, I'm not representing what I believe. That means I have some problems I need to change. And I haven't had a problem anytime lately. I've just been focused on treat my neighbor as myself and God will bless the rest of what I do and his timing. And what I what I find fascinating about that is, is I genuinely believe that respect is only developed through discipline. Yeah. Say like um, law enforcement, working in law enforcement. If I was the officer known in my community as the one that mistreated everybody, I would never be respected. But if I genuinely go out into the community and I and I um, re- respect everybody and I effectively communicate to establish good relationships within the community, then I will be respected as an officer. That's how I maintain respect within the community that I serve. As a man, it, it's it's applied the exact same way. You know, like you said, being challenged and, and exposed you know, through maybe somebody else's emotions towards you, maybe somebody attacks your character, the way that you choose to respond as a representation to them is if they can respect you or not. When you stand your ground and you say, no, this is who I am. And, and, and whether you like it or not, naturally, there's just going to be respect that comes from that. Um, you know, especially, and, and that's only in the context. Gosh, I, I hate that in this culture, I have to clarify everything. But that's only that's only in the context of you doing what's just and right under God, right? It's it's not it's not a fulfillment of ego. It's 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 when you're when you're justified through your faith and you're doing what's right. Exactly. Despite if everybody's not knowing what you're doing is right, because that's that's usually better off that way. Don't let everybody you know applaud you for doing the right thing. You're supposed to do the right thing because it reflects you as a character, as a believer. Um, our character really matters about how we treat people, even if the ones who don't like us. I mean, how, how, you know how bad it is to love your enemy and they're using you to do some bad, like they're using you, but you're not, you're not, no, if your enemy is like your boss, like you, you don't like your boss and you know your boss is an enemy of God and you get to love him still. Like that's hard. Like no one wants to go, nobody wants to go through that, but it has to be done because if there's no testing, there's no trying of your, your face. That means you will not get stronger. See what I'm saying? So right. we have to go through that testing to get better because like he has to stretch our faith out to get in situations where we have to be better. If not, we're going to be stagnant, you know? Yeah, well, man, man, we, yeah. we, we, we had a dang good conversation, dude. Um, better than expected. I, I'm not going to lie. I really, I wasn't sure where it would go, how it would go, what levels, how we gel, but it, it does match our energy. What we're both looking at how we thinking. Cause, uh, we're bringing two more people in here to talk about this stuff. And I mean, men or women, hey, I think we could set off something nice and that'd be something beautiful to talk about because, hey, there's a lot of stuff happening in the church today, like the Matt Chandler situation that could, talk, that could be talked on. There's so much that happened. 
this month, well, this month or was it last month that happened? It was this month, right? Matt Chandler got told to step yeah. down. Yeah, like there's so much happening in, in like the church community. It's just so much stuff that we got to talk about. But yeah, man, we got to bring this up again and talk about this again soon, bro. It's a, it's a good episode. It's the first video episode I'm doing for my podcast with you. And I'm the first interviewer. So I appreciate the opportunity because uh, not many people do podcasts with people these these days. They just find out podcasts are just common. Look, people who does it, they're famous. Like You don't have to be a bigger, you don't have a degree to do this. Like You just have an act right. of of talking about things and be passionate about it and be understanding what you're saying. You know, the greatest thing of podcasting is this gets the word out there of different perspectives. That's not just the Joe Rogan or the Jordan Peterson, right. that this is the, the real people that live next door to you that experience the same challenges that you experience in, in life. And we're just here to talk about those challenges and keep it real with you. Not necessarily yeah. to tell you how to live your life, but to give you some perspective that there are still good men out here in the world, women. Yeah. And yeah. and um, we're, we're seeking just as much as you're seeking for um, a good man, we're seeking for a good woman. Um, but yeah, dude, I appreciate you you having me on today, man. It was It was an awesome, stinking time. Well, that's pretty much it, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Moses and I. Please go over, give him a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a Apple Podcast review as that will get this message out to more people. I continually say that because we need the support to uh, grow this message, get more people on to provide different perspectives to impact culture. And that's what this is all about. So guys, Follow me on the Veritas 21 podcast on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple podcast, and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Links are in the bottom of the description. I know that this was an extremely long, drawn out conversation, but it was very deep talking about patriarchy, hierarchy, manhood, and womanhood, how all of that applies to each one of us personally and our relationship with God. You guys have a great rest of your week and God bless.